I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, Chris? Wakanda forever. Yeah. Since that movie might be coming out this year, we'll have to change our thing. We should change it. We'll change it by the next episode, everybody. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. You hear his voice? Craig, Chris Derrick in the building, back from his vacay, finally took a vacation. Finally, Y'all it happened to me. do not know <laughs> about how much I needed a vacation. Looking all medium black now and stuff. And like. I <laughs> didn't just go to vacation. I mean, I went to this swank resort down in Costa Rica <laughs> for like a week. Hanging out with the anacondas and like, shit. <laughs> oh, dude, you know what? I didn't tell you that. You know what's crazy? So there's one day I'm sitting there on the, um, in like, in like, and on, on, on like one of the, the chairs by the, uh, the pool, right? You right. know, I'm just, I'm just hanging out there and I'm just, <laughs> just drinking some Mai Tais. And, um, as and, you do. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, there was this, I'm, I was I shouldn't have been noticed, but I was. I was reading In Cold Blood, the Truman Capote thing. <laughs> of course you were. Um, and I'm sitting there, and this big ass fucking four foot long lizard walks up to me, mm. and it literally gets like a foot from my face because because I'm lying <laughs> on my stomach and leaning on the thing and looking right. at it. And I was like, "What the fuck <laughs> is this?" What the fuck like is this? Like something you've never seen before? It was, I, I, but it, not, it was, and, I, and I was like, is this a Komodo dragon? Because it's fucking huge like that. Mm. Then I was like, oh no, it's an iguana. Oh, really? It's a, a it was giant iguana. Big. It's big. Fuck. It was four foot long without the tail. <laughs> it's just standing there looking at me. That's funny. <laughs> and then it just sort of walking on real slow. And I was like, Whoosh. He's like, oh, this nigga ain't got no food. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's just drinking. He ain't got no food for nobody to eat. Um, but you know what? This is what the vacation taught me, you know, and after being on the show, which I still can't say yet because we haven't aired. Um, <laughs> I uh, put it in my queue, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, good. Good. <laughs> um, I just got the paperwork to get to get my episode credit right. and everything like good, that. Good. Um, how about burnout? Like, mm. like, like I was burned out. And not just from that show, but because I had been charging hard to get on a show mm-hmm. for, what, since around the time of that, uh, when I got back from the director thing. So it was been 2019. So yeah. it was like, so it was, we were talking about being on earlier. So try to try to be on for 60 weeks. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, um, because like, you know, like, like part of my thing was I didn't want to have a bad day at work. Right. Like everybody else would have bad days. Mm-hmm. Problem with the kids, problem with the house, problem with this. This one guy's like the his his, his bathroom <laughs> blew up and his wife was like blah blah blah. Just all this kind of shit, you know. Like, like everybody was terrible. Mm-hmm. And um, um, 
And I was like, I'm never having a bad day. Hmm. I don't care what the fuck is going on with me. Hmm. I'm just going to be on as much as I can. And some, some days that would be exhausting. Mm-hmm. I'd come home and get in the car and be like, I need to go to fucking sleep. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I th- I told you our offices burned down, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, our offices burned down, you know, because... How convenient. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Who did that? You know, if we moved to these, <laughs> these temporary offices. And uh, uh, and the thing is, is that in our main offices, everybody had couches in their offices, you know, mm-hmm. which you usually get. Uh, but in the new space, I didn't have a couch, and I was okay. fucking mad because I would use that couch to like <laughs> yeah, to take floor. naps and shit. <laughs> so I said, "I said, what mm-hmm. furniture can I get?" Mm-hmm. And they were like, "I don't know what's available." And they had a fucking lazy boy, really? and I was like, "I, I, and I, I said, you know what? Get me that." Mm. Give me the lazy boy, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they put up my office. And and, just knowing, and, you know, and I'm telling you, right now, and they would clown me whenever they would come to see me in there laying in that. That's you know, hilarious. I wasn't sleeping, but sometimes I would read the scripts in there, and they were like, "Oh, you're in your Barker lounge, you're chilling," <laughs> and I was just like, "Yeah," because I fucking need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized, you know, you can work. Look, there's no secret that I love movies and television, everything mm-hmm. like this. But it got to a point where I wasn't really watching anything. It wasn't right. like movies or I wasn't really doing much anything for the last maybe last four or five months of the year. It's hard to do and when you're on a show like that. It's hard Especially to do when it's in demand and there's lots of things going you know, on. There. But and all this, but I just also realized I was like, I don't have the energy to even want to watch anything. I don't mm-hmm. want to watch anything. And it was because I was burned out. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I didn't know what that experience what that would be like and it wasn't until like you know maybe four days on the beach when I when I got up one night and uh, I was like oh I feel energized again mm. that's what it was see mm. the thing is I had I had a chance to un- unwind so much that when I I when I got back to the state of like oh I'm gonna come back and create a lot of shit mm. and do a lot of shit, and yeah. I felt like I do that because I turned the burnout around, and I was back, and I and I've been relaxed and re-energized and recharged, which is what you need when you go on a vacation. Because I think that when you are struggling so hard, which which I had been um, to do a lot of stuff, you are running off of a lot of like um, like you're using energy based on your frustration to fuel a lot of what you're doing as opposed to just like the, the flow you want to be in. I totally relate to this. <clears throat> so we were gone three weekends. So we're, this is a long time, right? We left on a Wednesday. We came back three weekends later on a Monday, right? And so we were up at our cabin in, you know, in Munz Park. Fly, I fly saw fly. the great it snow and shit. It was fucking gorgeous. <clears throat> we had a nice foot down. It was beautiful. And so first two days... I'd go into the room, I'd sit on the bed, pull out my computer and do my work because I got, you know, the post-production. So I'm working on the transcript and trying to put it together. Day two, I go in there, maybe two hours. Day three, an hour. Day four, I didn't go in there. So outside of reading what we were doing on Ticker, I wasn't doing anything. Which is rare for when you know me. I know. I always I mean, got some for, shit going. For me too. I mean, I, mean, I look, just sat, I'm just I'm apologize. I literally sat Went to the gym in the morning. You know, I can't not go to the gym. Went to the gym, came back, made breakfast and all that shit. And I would literally sit in front of the TV and watch movies and TV, catch up on all these different, oh, I need to watch The Witcher. Oh, I need to watch, you know, whatever it was. And I just started catching up. Oh, I haven't seen that show. You know what I mean? For sure. I mean, and honestly, it like, it's it was so, the thing, I, it's, the thing is, is that you miss the ability to think, objectively right. when you 
when you're doing <clears throat> something creative when you get to that burnout stage. Because right. I told you, I was a horror thing I've been trying to do, and I really was excited about it doing in the summer, and but I got an impasse, and I just couldn't get to what the finale was going to be. Mm. And I was like, oh, I, like, I don't want to write more than what the finale. I did. It might change, but just I, I didn't know where I'm going. I didn't, I didn't know where I'm going to go, and I could never figure it out. And I was like, some, I said, maybe I shouldn't do the script because I can't figure it out. Mm. That's what I felt like. Because I couldn't get into the mm-hmm. headspace of like, creatively, what what should I be doing? Mm. And it was very easy once I, you know, I mean, like the main thing that really helped me was I was doing, you know, I I did this zipline tour, right? I would like zipline like through the, the rainforest. That's dope. How long does it last when, you, when you're up there? It was two hours. The, 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 the whole thing was a two-hour thing. Mm-hmm. And Are there like several of them? There's several. There's several. Okay. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now. I only did it for two. I did it for two reasons. One, I always wanted to, just, to uh, go through the rainforest, right? Mm-hmm. But two, I do have a fear of heights. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And the last time I tried to break it, I did like bungee jumping, and it didn't help. <laughs> you know, I was I was even more scared after yeah, that bungee would jumping, me, especially if you don't do it over water or some shit. That would really freak me out. No, so <clears throat> I did this thinking this will help me. Mm. It did help me. Okay, I totally. By the time we got to the last, the second to last run, mm. which was a twenty five hundred foot run. Ooh-wee. Um, which is that's long as fuck Mm. and uh, and it was like the fast cable Mm. and it was crazy because we were uh, it started to you know the rainforest it has its own atmosphere (laughs) to a degree because we're sitting (laughs) is it a little damp and wet no but here's the thing is that we're in there and it like and we're going up this this hill for like I don't know 20 minute climb up a hill to get to where Mm. we're gonna go and um uh and it's hot as fuck. Mm. You know, it's maybe 85 degrees, not, mm. almost 90 in the sun. And the minute mm. we go into the forest, Plus it's, the elevation. It's, it's, <laughs> but the minute we go into the forest, we're covered by the canopy and right. we don't, there's no getting no sun. Mm. And then it just begins to rain. Mm. And then you, and you can look up through the forest out, you know, like where it's breaking out and see the sky is blue as shit. Huh. It's just raining. But it's raining in the inside? It's raining in the inside of the thing. I mean, it's raining. I mean, it might have been, I don't know where it's coming from, but it was, it was a little bit of clouds, but it was raining very heavily and it was so warm. Like, mm. you, like, like rain in the United States, I keep it like, like, like here in LA when it's hot, mm-hmm. it's warm, it's cold water, right? right? That shit was so warm, it felt like bath water right on the top of you. So it felt decent. It felt more than decent, it felt yeah. awesome. Mm. The only thing is, it makes the zip line slick. Ooh, slicker. So it goes faster. So, it goes faster. so when yeah, we were going yeah, down yeah. the last four or five runs, mm-hmm. you know, like like they give you these these leather gloves mm-hmm. that you gotta hold on to the behind as your break. Okay. You know? And on that last run, it was like, you know, that was close to 3,000 feet run. Mm-hmm. We were, I was going so fast. And I was trying to slow the fuck down because it was fucking, it was, <laughs> I mean, we were going fast as shit. Right. And, uh, um, and the two previous ones got too fast. And when you, and you get to the next platform, mm-hmm. there's like a little safety break. But you hit it so hard that, that your body swings up and you might hit the tree uh, and the right. platform. I was like, I don't want that to happen. So I'm trying to pull down on that fucking thing. And it's like. I'm squeezing so hard. I'm feeling the friction in the glove. <laughs> My God damn it. I wasn't slowing down either. Right. And then I said, and um, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I was, I was, and I took my hand off because it was getting too hot. Mm. And then I spun around. So then I was going backwards, going uh-huh. out the last, maybe like five, 600 feet. And that kind of like opened up a lot for me mm. because 
a big thing about falling, that's what that's what a lot, at least for me, a lot of the fear for height is you seeing yourself fall, wherever it is. But when you're like facing in reverse and you see the back, that like you see everything is, you're moving away from everything. Hmm. I was like, oh, I don't feel as afraid about anything. I like, I was Did like, you feel I, in control? I didn't feel in control at all because hmm. I was trying to turn around and I couldn't right. get everything, but I just felt like, what the, the it's total illogical right you know like oh, i'm not gonna fall out of a, out of a window just because mm-hmm. it's, if it's closed just like go near it but i just like oh this is what it is it's like, it's like i just be, i just need to be free i just need mm-hmm. to let myself go and then when i got off of that that's when i was saying i was like oh this is when like all the energy that had been been so corrupted by mm-hmm. being the burnout sort of to come back right. and but so that night when i came back i was like that's when i was able to work on those things for ticker because mm-hmm. i was like oh like you know um because because where i was in this resort town there was not much to, to do like at night i mm-hmm. could have driven somewhere <clears throat> um but that's another story about <laughs> why I was not driving in. I mean, I just real quick. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. But <laughs> you know, I I fucking rented a car mm-hmm. and coasted like sometimes I'd go like 20, 25 kilometers. Mm-hmm. No street lights, no stoplights, bumpy roads, just and bumpy as fuck roads, mm-hmm. just <clears throat> up and down. And I was like, and then you're you I, you go off go off the side of a cliff. I was like, I'm not, not at night, mm. not at night. Mm. I don't know this. I don't know enough of this. And that's some shitty ass car. So, uh, so it's sometimes at night I'd be like, my mind was so, my mind was crackling with energy, creative mm. energy in a way it hadn't in about a year. Mm. And I, that's when I was able to work on stuff. Mm. And then, and that's when I was, and then a couple of days when I was just on the beach, I, I realized I was like, oh, this is how you need to be. If you get in the creative flow, that's how you can design stuff. That's how you, and then I saw I, you can see story problems. You can see like strategy for what I'm gonna do this year mm-hmm. in this this objective kind of like omniscient view that I couldn't do because mm-hmm. I'm so in the weeds and so like choked by my own like where I was. I think a lot of people might get this way because they're, they're they might be working two jobs or writing at night or writing in the morning and they're not finding the time to go. Hey, take a small break mm-hmm. and let your brain reset because I really There's- wanted to reset. The, 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 one of the good things that happened to me during the Rona, <clears throat> and I've told my husband this, um, and you know, you know me for years, I, we would go on vacation for like a couple of days before because I felt like I needed to come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't missing anything. As soon as this happened, it was like, well, what are we rushing back for? Right. So I was like, okay, let's do a week. And then it started going, let's do a week and a half. Let's do two. And now I'm like, let's go for three. Like, it, like I would have never done that before. You know what I mean? But if there's any important meetings, we just simply have it on Zoom. So there's like no big right. deal right now. So it has made me <clears throat> more rejuvenated, if you will, to, to just stop. You know what I mean? To just be like, you know, what's the rush to do whatever? I'm not on the show right now, so there's no rush. Yeah. You know what I mean? My deadlines are like, you know, I'm waiting for that producer or that producer or that producer, so I don't have any real deadlines. You know, no, my no, de- the deadlines are mine. Right. <laughs> so I, mean? I mean, the thing why, I mean, I, 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 mean, I think I, why I want to talk about this now is that look, it's the first show of the year, mm-hmm. it's the beginning of the year, there's been all this combustion and like tension from just the last in December and a lot of people I know sort of like looking at Twitter when I was in the airport and stuff like that was like people are back to writing they want to start the writing they've been wanting to do that the whole time and it's just like but if you don't if you haven't properly recharged 
then you're gonna be grinding. It's gonna be like brakes on a car when you when you burn them down. But you're gonna be grinding metal against metal, and you're not gonna get the exact. the best, like the best, the best creative energy you're not gonna have unless you've taken a break. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I and, and it's you know, it's like I never done this kind of break where I really, I mean, like I didn't bring. I was like, I'm not open up no scripts, mm. nothing like that. I'm not trying to read nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did watch some cool shit. Mm-hmm. I watched Station Eleven. Have you seen Station Eleven? Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> I that book I listened to. Okay. When it came about four years ago, and I rarely listen to books. I've, hmm. I've only listened to two books. So that's all I do is listen yeah, to books now. Yeah. <laughs> to me, I, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I, cause I don't, I, I'd have to walk and do something so undistractable mm. to to listen to someone tell me a story like that okay. because I can't interact with them. Whereas when a novel, I'm just reading it. I just like, I focus on what's in front of me. But I never <laughs> thought they could make that. Hmm. It actually, Ridley Scott had, had, uh, optioned it to make as a movie. Okay. And I was like, you, you can't make that as a movie. There's, there's no way to make that as a movie, mm. you know? So when it popped up on 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 uh, HBO, and mm. it came out, came out like, there was hardly any press for it. No, and I was like, well, this is one of the, he's one of the best shows of the year. Mm-hmm. But, but best shows of a few years, mm-hmm. you know? And it's so faithful to the book in ways that are shocking to me that you could be that close with the adaptation like that, but also very bold with the casting. Right. Because <clears throat> and you read the book, the woman who wrote is white, and, it, and most of it, a lot of it's taking place in Chicago and in Toronto. And it feels like everybody is white in mm-hmm. the book. But in the show, I mean that first that first guy very you meet diverse. it's very the first mm-hmm. guy you meet that guy named Jeevan mm-hmm. you know like like I don't believe he's he's Indian in the book I don't the guy that guy Arthur Leandro played by by fucking like Gail Garcia Bernal mm-hmm. he's definitely white in the in the book but mm-hmm. they got a Mexican guy the woman Miranda. I don't think she's black in the in the thing mm-hmm. but that woman is fantastic but see that tells you. Then you have a smart casting director and a director and producer willing to yeah. open the doors open. It doesn't fucking have to be in twenty twenty two. I know. It's so because mm, the guy I mean? the guy who directed that is um, directed the pilot in most of the episodes. Um, it's the guy who did. Uh, I think he worked in Atlanta. Okay. The guy, the that Asian guy. Oh, he's dope. The guy, he's you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. what's the video? Uh, this is America. That mm-hmm. he directed that video. Okay. So he's he's but, but this he's got is, a really good eye. He's really yeah. really good eye. Mm-hmm. So good, so so good. So I watched that. I watched Dope Sick. I had a chance. Mm-hmm. Dope Sick is like is as good as Chernobyl. Is it really? Oh my! I mean, it's like that. That show is the American. Chernobyl, okay. in terms of like how devastating. Is it limited series? Limited series. Limited series. I think okay. Eight episodes. How okay. devastating the opioid crisis is, and Danny Strong and that and that team, they fucking Danny, killed dope, it. Dude. They fucking just. I mean, like, like I was I was watching that on the airport. And I was like, I can't because I just like I had these big layovers, like four mm-hmm. or five hour layovers in like Panama City. Never go to Panama City. <laughs> never in your life go to Panama. Sounds City. like Belize City. Um, <laughs> never go. Um, and I was like, I love it, but it was like, but I, but it like the, but but I think that everyone, if like, you know, we talked about last episode, you got your goals for the seat for this year, everything like that, and the plans, the plans, mm-hmm. your plans. <clears throat> you're not gonna get those unless you're properly 
in the right headspace, the right, right energy, the right flow state to be creative. Sure. And I think these great writers, they can get there. You know, whatever it is, you get. I mean, you start thinking of things differently when you're not under a lot of stress. Um, so that's that. That's that's that's. Oh, I was going to ask you a quick question. As soon as you said that, it reminded me of. Um, because I can remember, you used to write poetry and you still write some poetry. A right? little bit, yeah. Because when I first started writing, I started writing like spoken word, you know, but it was very lyrical, almost in songy, hip hop y ways, right? And um, <clears throat> when I used to write, this is back when I was, you know, 15 years old or whatever, when I first started, but I, I only could write when I was sad or depressed or whatever. So I remember when I first started writing scripts, I was like, how am I going to write when I'm not feeling? Because it's, it's all about a feeling, you know right. what I mean? Right, right. And so I had to retrain my brain to write because I enjoyed it, because I love the subject matter, I love the character, whatever the thing was. Did you ever go through anything, anything like that? Um, well, there are times when I need to be in a right kind of emotional state to write some stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, like right now, like this horror thing I'm doing, like, you know, it's a horror film, but the but the, <coughs> the underlying issue is, do you feel that you're worthy of love if your parents don't love you? Okay. You know, like like that's the, the theme. That's the that's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what's going on yeah. in the thing, and I wanted to, so I took a lot of my the strife I have with my parents. Mm -hmm to help in my family to write, to figure out how to do some of the emotional scenes in okay. the piece. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I was telling you, like, you know, there was that woman on my show who who wasn't a star, uh, who wasn't a, <laughs> yeah. Um, is, there was a woman on my show who wasn't into science fiction at all. Mm -hmm. And she would always kind of put everyone back when we got too deep in the weeds. Like, what was the, what's the emotional thing going on here? And it really helped me. Give, give us an example of like something she might do on the show without talking about yeah, what it well, is. Yeah, well, okay, so for instance, for instance, you know, like like we sit around and be like, hey, how are we going to solve this thing? Like, like hey, there's going to be... Uh, Something we were doing that was kind of like a, like a Die Hard on the ship episode, okay. you know, Die Hard, and we were like, how do we do this? How do we do this Die Hard thing? And we were trying to figure out all these machinations, and someone's gonna jump through the someone's gonna jump through the uh, the the ducks and everything like that. Mm -hmm. and she would go, guys, guys, wait a minute, wait a minute. But once once they do all that, what's it gonna do to make them feel at the end of that? If they succeed, what's it gonna happen? so that it pushes to the next moment mm -hmm. or and then he's going to pull the gun on him and then right and that's going to mm -hmm. make him feel like what right. you know and we were like uh, and we would stop him and go oh yeah and then <laughs> that would kind of like sh figure help us figure out what some of the plot mechanics are going to be so we can mm -hmm. get to an emotional state that was the best thing because sometimes she would come up sometimes what she and I and this and this other writer would do is that, that we would sit down and map out just the emotional arcs for like hey so for, so for these three episodes here's what so and so is going to do we just take the whiteboard out and just like do episode like 303 304 305 mm. And then, like, here's this character, here's this character, this character. I'm going to say, what's, um, what are the four things that can happen to them in episode in 303? You know, 304, 304. Just like, and just map out what the, the, what the emotional change was going to be, mm -hmm. you know? And then, and then at that point, it didn't matter. And, and then trying to solve, like, the parameter of the, 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 whatever, the MacGuffin of the episode, mm -hmm. it wasn't as stressful for us because we knew all we got to do is, is make this happen to them. 
you know it's like knowing your ending it's like knowing yeah. your yeah. yeah yeah and it was some, and, it, and it really like and it, and it liberated me as a writer so when I'm doing this horror thing now it's like you know like like I couldn't forget a background now I mean the, for a long time and now mm-hmm. I was like I know exactly what I want to do I was like oh because I want this argument between the, the father and daughter mm-hmm. I want this argument between the daughter and, and, and the woman that she refused to say she loved mm-hmm. because of the thing with the father I was like mm-hmm. I want this and I want these moments and I was like once I figured that out I was like oh this can just go here this can go here this can go here and that takes me to the third and I was like boom that's it Mm -hmm. you know but I couldn't figure that out until I was watching the iguana (laughs) 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 the iguana looked at you and Chris I got an idea here's what you need to do she's right here's what you right Um, (laughs) what you got in your hand over there so before we go to the next thing I got a list of people that we want to thank who had supported the show consistently last year I know there might be some things we owe some people like a mug or a shout out or I think it's just as a, a bunch of people have signed up for the, um, the, the 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 uh, the patron only bottle episode. I think we still need four more people to get that going. Does I somebody do, need to do a Patreon bottle episode or yeah. something? Well, not yet. We still need a few more, but but I would do one. I told no, no. I, that's the whole thing. I do one if we got nine people to do it. I think okay. we have five. Uh, but I want to you know thank our boys. Um, Beckon Woods for supporting mm-hmm. us, Joseph Okoje, uh, Lataja Weaver, Stephen Bagatorian, uh, Ryan Canty, Kip Clemens, Jeff Thorne, our boy, mm-hmm. TJ Berry, Bob Greenspan, Gesha Marie Bland, who I need to, I, I owe her a phone call, mm-hmm. someone named Sunny. Oh, Sunny yeah. yeah, she didn't put any last name down or anything like that. She's been Sunny Wacom. Oh, something okay, like that. Yeah, yeah, okay, but she's no last yeah. name on the thing. Um, and, uh, uh, Dietrich King Bay okay. and uh, Finlay Visions, which I think is Anwar is always coming. Yeah, and Anwar, he listens too, but uh, he he has supporting the show. He's just listening, <laughs> just listening. He can't, why, why you being short on the ends, man? He, he can't put two dollars down. Come on, after he be emailing about shows to watch. Come on, um, and Larry, we got to shout out Larry. Yeah, we got to shout out Larry. Cause, uh, yeah. Uh, Tell us this fucking Larry oh, uh, Larry uh, Solidarity Solidarity um, Yeah so Thank you guys For the show Hopefully more people Will support we the show This season um, Yeah but The next thing I'm going to talk to you about, We're going to talk about Is uh, Outlines Okay let's get into it um, Because I didn't Usually write Like I do a beat sheets Usually <laughs> And on my show, I think this is the thing that I learned about, about about writing outlines. An outline might not be for you. Yeah. And if you write TV, you have to learn how to write these things and write them really well because they're because what because they're not story documents, yeah. they're sales documents. Because you got to be able to sell the idea of the episode to the network. Talk the, about you know to the production company mm-hmm. to the showrunner. So would would you say your outline you're writing for yourself would be different than when you're writing it for the show? Yes. Okay. Explain because it. because 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 this this is the reason why because what I because when you're talking to people about a show idea the 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 other people not the writers so this is not they're not writers is that you got to. They don't know how to follow plot that well. Right. They can, 
but it's but you're usually getting into the weeds very quickly. Mm-hmm. And the mistake with that is if they're not so actively involved on the show or in your head with what you're doing, your own show or your own pilot or your own uh, feature, something like that, no one knows the depth of what it is. Mm-hmm. So all you can really do is sell them on like the 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 the. The bare bones plot mechanics and what the emotions are. Mm -hmm. But the key is when you write an outline for yourself, you're just telling the story down to kind of organize it on on the page or in your head. So it's out of your head and you don't have to, oh, this has happened, this happened. Like the I'm gonna give you a secret of something I do, but go ahead. But you know, what what happens when you write an outline for a TV show is that you gotta like sell it. Like, like it's 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 like if you're a used car salesman mm-hmm. and say, hey, you want to come buy this because yeah. we got a fucking leather seats mm-hmm. and we got these dope ass sixteen inch wheels. It's like you have to kind of like push the language in a way that like grabs everyone and makes mm-hmm. them feel like they're on a thrill ride mm-hmm. when in the tone of the, the show, tone of the show the, was happening and like oh shit, some of so is gonna feel like shit right mm-hmm. now. Like write stuff like that, not mm-hmm. that. I mean like. Sometimes I wrote stuff that you was, can. Yeah, you can. I remember one time I wrote some shit like I wrote some shit so colloquial in the outline <laughs> that the number two was like, "You can't write this to people." <laughs> the executives are reading this. I was like, "But you know what I mean?" And he was like, "Yeah, but you can't write that." I was like, "Why not?" He was like, "This is, a, this is an official document." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said something like, "So so's not down with that," and he was like, "You can't write that." <laughs> <laughs> that's way too hip for the executives. <laughs> yeah, it's too hip for them. Oh, that's ridiculous. But the thing <laughs> is, but he said, but uh, but otherwise, like you wrote, it's like you you have to kind of like think about talk to them. It's about like you talk to them. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah, it's it's like hey, you got to listen to this story. Like don't be. It's like you got to prevent them from being distracted. Be Billy Ray. Yeah, and you can <laughs> only do that by <clears throat> like having this kind of like this this elevated language mm-hmm. to help them be more focused emotionally. How, how would you open your pilot when you're writing your outline? Now that you've learned how to do it on your show now, for example, like if you were just spitballing, you know, for the listeners out there, like what kind of visual cues are you coming in? Because now it's more prose. You probably have, have, yeah, it's a lot of prose. have hardly any dialogue. It, well, you know? yeah, I mean, okay, so right now I'm working on this thing that I'm kind of revising that I'm going to be setting up with my new managers um, is... Uh, it starts off in uh, in count in um, Casablanca. Okay, you know, and I'm like Casablanca. It's hot. It's bustling. It's there's th- there's just there's, there's like so you're setting the world. I'm setting the world. Mm-hmm. I'm, and it's, there's a, there's just like kaleidoscope of colors. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we you know like and the, the camera swoops down and we find boom the main character Zara Fallon and mm-hmm. she's like this and and, just, and and then that description of that heightened description that I have in the script mm-hmm. is there on the page mm-hmm. so they get a sense of like who's this person like, you mm-hmm. just can't say hey so so we're gonna meet Zara Fallon mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's like I'm trying to like paint the biggest picture that I can but not be but I still gotta keep it like terse mm-hmm. but I but it it's but it involves creating language and and creating stuff on the page that feels alive and this is where your novel writing 
comes in for sure I, I was thinking about it and not to jump now, uh, even what you did with Taker like this the last re- 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 iteration you did uh-huh. was remember you had you had different segments before now you just put it all put together, it all together yeah. and it was it's like one big collage of here it all oh, yeah. is I don't need to know what it is because you already included the tone you yeah. included the logs mm-hmm. without saying it yeah. and I was like that's good yeah I love it well yeah yeah yeah. yeah cause those first few rounds I did this is a, there's a pro, you know like there's a project that Hillary and I worked on a year and a half ago called Ticker that we're, that we're looking to sell as an anthology series and I put together the sales document for it and when I do, do an early drafts I kind of broke out like like here's the log line part here's the tone part because I wanted everyone else involved to like kind of just see mm-hmm. like this is where it's going to be so please comment on this but then in the final version I took all those kind of like demarcation lines out and then I and then I created language that would say here's the tone section without saying it without saying yeah. that specifically like I used <clears throat> like I said it without saying it you like, talked I, about how would it feel yeah yeah, yeah how you would yeah. feel yeah. it's all about how the, someone's going to feel mm-hmm. you know I, I, I you know like the misnomer is that television is about feeling and characters and, and movies isn't. And I think that people feel that way because movies are such... Movies today, in the last five or ten years, the mainstream films that most people watch that come out of Hollywood are so um, buffed down mm-hmm. that the feelings, they're not really about... They don't feel like they're about characters. They don't feel like they're about... Um, someone's personal journey but you know and I know when you're writing the movie like it's all about what their personal journey is what are they going through emotionally and you know it's like that guy named Carl Iglesias says Mm -hmm. it's like a movie a movie is an emotion delivery machine and if that's but so but go get all his books. No, yeah, a lot of people will say don't read people's books. Fuck that. Read Carla Glaze's well, yeah, book. Well, well He's look, dope. He got <laughs> he got a dope book called like writing for emotional impact mm-hmm. is what it's called. I have it over there. Yeah, floor. and the thing yeah. about it is, it's like. He's not trying to tell you about structure or all this kind of mm-hmm. these kind of like rules stuff like that. He's trying to tell you here's what you need to be doing to keep everyone from being bored. Right. And that's the thing too. So you got to write how to keep it compelling. Board. Keep it compelling. Right. Keep you like into the thing, and your and your outline should be doing that too. Because what you don't want to have happen is because we had this happen mm-hmm. on some of the early stuff. Because um, some shit got by <laughs> and was filmed, and we were like, <clears throat> "What the fuck?" <clears throat> and we we're like, I mean, because I remember we got a call from like the head of the head of the production company, and he was like, "What is the studio?" He was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And we mm. was watching the damn when he was watching the dailies, mm. and we we're like, "Now he was working on three of the shows, so he didn't get to see it all, but he just didn't read everything." Right. But we were so like, just saw it in that little three minute piece. Well, yeah, yeah, but but, <laughs> but 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 I came to realize I was like, he doesn't have time to read all the scripts that come in his, his people do right. but his people like didn't follow it mm. and or they didn't have time to read it all so he missed the context like so it was just kind of like you know what happened is that those guys that no one like created a document that was a really good emotional read for because you know they had four of the shows on the air mm-hmm. and it's like and you say to yourself what's what's taking someone to fucking read this shit and blah 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 then I was watching people do it and I was like oh you've got to deal with four different shows with different four drafts. different tones <laughs> different drafts different showrunners mm-hmm. and the writers and the networks and so those executives have a lot of 
They're juggling a lot. Right. And so therefore, you're, again, the sales document is bring them in fast to where you are, where you need to be, mm-hmm. what's going to be happening. You know, talk about what's previously on or blah, blah, blah. I mean, like I've seen you, there was a, like, like I got tasked to create like a Wikipedia type entry to go at the top of, of one of our outlines mm-hmm. so that so that everyone would be fully aware of backstory that wasn't backstory of our series, mm-hmm. but was backstories of something else. And it was like, how do you write like five to eight sentences that that tells a whole series that like tells you just raw Exposition, mm. but still make it fun and readable. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of these big jobs. Like I was, and and I remember my boss was like, "Oh, is he gonna do that now?" Because you know, because mm. I'm new, yeah. and uh, and I was like, "I'm not got a partner to show you mm-hmm. that." Like, yeah, I'm new, but I can really fucking write my ass off. And you know, they fucking loved it. So, yeah. um, but it's and impo- you did what made their job easier. Made their job easier. <laughs> made their job brought easier. value. Brought value. Mm. That's the whole, that's the thing is that everybody doesn't doesn't think doesn't know. Uh, I mean, there's so much pressure. There's so much pressure on everybody that if that outline is like a fun thing to them to read that you give them something fun to because here's the thing it's like and the thing is that, that you can take liberties with how you're right like like, like you know I always say how Shane Black like talks to the right reader mm-hmm. and stuff like that everyone's like don't do that that's his style you I could, love it but, but, you, you, <laughs> I but, love but it. you know what you could do that in the outline yes. Because it'll it, cause, because it'll make them sit up or mm-hmm. pay attention or put the coffee right. down or, or put the Twitter feed down. Like you said, he's not down with that. That's talking to him. Yeah. 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 You know, um, that's something I think people need to just be. Uh, and, and Latoya Morgan is always saying, like, mm-hmm. if you're writing a drama, then you better learn how, you better learn how, how to write an outline. Facts. And this is why, because on her show, Duster, which I so fucking want to see. She's mm-hmm. telling me a little bit about the pilot. What's it about anyway? Um, it's about... A getaway driver in the 1970s in like Arizona, New Mexico crime shit. I'm mad at her. I'm mad at her too. (laughs) Dope as fuck. Talking about she gonna read somebody never got to a brother. But 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 but, but what's her name and um? I know there's a couple people in the room. Who's producing that show with her? JJ. JJ JJ, is like they fucking are doing something dope. Uh, but she was telling me she got, we were talking a little bit in December. She got mm-hmm. back her uh, the pilot. She looks fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. She's super excited about it. And I was like, yeah, it's gonna be fucking amazing. But she's always talking about you've got to learn because it's like the work that they those people everyone higher up than you supervising producer up they got so much work to do right. that you got to give them opportunities just like you said to make it easier. You make it easier by going like this is something that like I really had to <clears throat> become good at mm-hmm. and and I worked at this is that I just don't write sentences that are like telling the story I work really hard to make the sentence feel elevated right. so it's like ooh Mm-hmm. Because when I because re- because now when I read people's scripts and they don't write that way, uh, me like like I get kind of bored because mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, you just told me what happened but like but you, but but you didn't tell me with any with any a plum mm-hmm. with any fucking Elon, no flair no with, nothing no, no flair yes. and the thing is <clears throat> it's harder to do that for sure but it makes everyone who I know who reads my scripts enjoy it more because. Mm-hmm. I'm like doing something visual with it. I'm do, I'm I'm using I'm using all the little kind of tricks. I can, know you're in control, right? That's important, right? 
I was going to say this really quick. So one thing I do whenever I write my outlines, I write my outline, my outlines as if, this is what I'm writing for myself, as if I have to turn it in. Oh, that's interesting. So it has to be just as visual and interesting and grab you throughout the whole thing. My, my act breaks got to jump. Everything, I still do it the same way. And I've been doing that for 20 years. I always think in that type of way so that it always flows and has interesting pros. And I love how you open up with the desert and the baba and this and this. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you grab me right into the world so right. that by the time we get to the characters, you're like, okay, this person would fit in that world or they're the, the outlier in this world right. or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So I love it. That's exactly Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a very important skill that... Um, I guess I guess people neglect it. I mean, I remember when people hated having to write them. They're like, oh god, we got to do these people and blah blah blah. And, I, and to me, to me, I was kind of like, I wanted to write it more, and, and 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 we didn't have time to do to do story documents or any of that stuff past episode five. It sucks because it's a good it's a good thing to learn. It's like yeah. writing a strong synopsis. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. Because the thing that we because because we I, episode <clears throat> five and six I think six was the last one we actually wrote <clears throat> something before we would just no we did it for nine and ten too, um, but that was internal. But we would just go here's the like scene heading right. and like a two sentence synopsis because I remember they were like can can, can you give me the whole episode in, 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 in no more than three pages mm -hmm. you know like summarize it down show me scene headings everything like that that we that we took from the board right. because then that document was dispersed and then it was like you know so then who was ever writing it or writing acts on it they'd have to do a lot, a lot of like there was certain sort of work done for them right. in a way that it was like oh I'm, I'm just you know like it doesn't mean much to have a scene heading but or and like what's going on in the scene but it was enough so that you don't have to worry about well that. I think the theory the theory was <clears throat> if I recall like you're you you even though we write the whole story document out right the story area we that is something that's usually pitched yeah. to the you know to the studio network or whatever. The outline is something that's they read, right? You know what I mean. But usually the story area is for us, but we have to have it as condensed as possible and it makes all the sense and has all the yeah. bells well, and whistles. Well, yeah, it's, <clears throat> yeah, because that that way you can kind of look at it and kind of like and and kick the tires on it right. in a way because 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 you know how on the board it's just like fucking like it's like you know. It's, Cards and shit, you know, and everything, and it's not, it's not that it's not detailed. It's not detailed. Yeah. I'm not saying that the three-page thing is detailed either, but it's at least it's in prose that like you can kind of like digest if you weren't in the room yeah. or like or if you missed the room or you couldn't go to the board or whatever something like that because you're in your office or at home or something. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, look, it's just, it's just a, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of techniques that 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 I learned from being on the show that I'm sure that that will affect how you write just being more efficient because you know like part of the problem with uh, with writing is is that trying to close the gap between what's in your head and what's on the page mm -hmm. you know and that's where it becomes really that's where it's tricky that's what separates the good writer from the bad writer because m m most people who want to write have got a good they have a decent idea mm -hmm. and the only thing that makes a decent idea work is execution you know, I mean, it is because most people don't have great ideas, right. but 
most shit isn't great, so that mm-hmm. doesn't that, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, mm-hmm. you might see stuff on. That's why everyone thinks, oh, they watch them and go, oh, I can do better. Than I'm going to do that because there's not that much great stuff, you know. And that's okay. There's mm-hmm. not because because not everything needs to be genius. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that's but the, but but the execution of even like a, you know, like like okay, so take dope sick, right? So mm-hmm. dope sick is basically it's four points of view it's a show about the 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 opioid crisis the point of view is the family the sackler family that created the the oxycontin um you follow it take place today uh no starts place in like 96 and goes up to like 2005 when they got like the first big ruling against them um is there's michael keaton plays the small town doctor in appalachia somewhere so in like western virginia so there's his point of view of his town there's this girl who's like who he treats and she becomes an addict who's like 16 or something like that mm-hmm. kind of her point of view there's the sackler family and there's these um and there's the dea hey, I'm not, no not the dea but there's uh the u.s attorney that are trying to try the case okay. so it's kind of like a legal show oh. and then you in terms of like that point of view mm-hmm. and then it's this other point of view of like the doctor trying to do good and, oh and there's also the guy who's like set like a, a sales rep mm-hmm. and it's these interesting kind of points of view and you're just like oh how does you sell this to anybody mm. you know and it's like and, and, it, and it's like you got to figure out how to make those the, like those disparate stories all kind of mesh mm. and those guys did it such a cool way that you go oh it's it's a cool idea for a show it's not as like brilliant as like chernobyl in terms of like cuz chernobyl took structural structural leaps mm. that uh and he's that were wild but dopesick is just executed so well like all the scenes mm-hmm. all the little the act, i mean like you can tell this like it was written in a way that the, it was written in a way that make the, that made the acting great mm. but it wasn't like this phenomenal story that no one ever fucking could ever conceive of because we've all seen like shows about like the government trying to take down mm-hmm. someone it's all this is government trying to sure. take down some big some big industry player mm-hmm. it could be class action with Gene Hackman it could be fucking uh, like um, absence of malice with fucking Sally Field and Paul Newman mm-hmm. I mean they do these movies all the time uh, or they used to and TV shows we've seen them too but it's like but Danny Stronger then did a fucking amazing job and that's where it's all execution and you know again the difference is something like Station Eleven is kind of genius and it's in both because that story is like so desperate and mm-hmm. it's like get all those stories that come together I mean I think there's two episodes left in that maybe one episode left so mm. there's ten mm. but the first seven are just like I just remember watching it because I didn't, it was all coming back. It was all coming back to me. I was watching like, oh, this was gonna happen. This was gonna happen. This was gonna happen. This was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of knew everything was gonna happen, but still seeing it transpire with those different actors and stuff like that made it really. It was delightful, but mm-hmm. I kept saying, oh yeah, and this little thing's gonna happen. It's gonna, it's gonna this weird time. And just, I was like, oh yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, they kept that. Mm-hmm. They kept shit that I didn't think they were gonna keep because uh, that was so complicated in the book the way it was like executed out. Um, but that's where it's like, you know, like, don't feel that your idea needs to be great. Just execute it great. So <clears throat> coming off of the last, I don't know if we said it before. He was literally on 60 weeks of this show, by the way, pretty much straight, which yeah, is 60 weeks straight. unheard of. Yeah. Right. So did you, you clearly learned a lot of things about the way you were writing outlines before and how you're writing them now. Like 
for example, when, before I got on my shows, before I was the type of dude who would write a 20, 30 page fucking outline that was just hella detailed and prose and blah, 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 blah. But what it did for me, because I was doing a lot more movies at the time, and what it did for me was make it a lot easier for me to just cut and paste it into my final draft or whatever I'm writing in and just add dialogue and start moving. Some things are going to move, of course, you know what I mean? You know, but it made it so easy because I spelled everything out. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. I'm, I mean, like, right now, I mean, you know, like, like I didn't use cards that much on my own. Mm-hmm. I would kind of just do, like, beats and stuff and, like, right. kind of figure out, like, this is, like, this is where I'm going to be in the first act. Here's maybe my incident, blah, 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 and just kind of write around, like, you know, these guidepost things that you know is going to be in a movie. Yeah. And then in writing, like, a TV show, I would kind of just think, like, every 10 pages I could have some sort of spike, mm-hmm. you know, but... <clears throat> doing working on the room working on the board with cards I you know this movie I'm doing I I, I did a whole thing on cards okay. and or at least where I am is the whole thing but you big, guys use the big ones use the little ones what did you guys use well we had like whiteboards and we had these like these like magnetic cards okay that they would, they could just. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool because if you were, if you were skilled, you could, <laughs> you could kind of, you could swing it at the board and it would catch. Really, that's you cute. know, because uh, my boss could do that, and some of the other people they could write and just go, whoosh, you know, um, you know, we would do it's that. A skill, yeah, it's, it's a, a skill. skill, yeah. The, and he obviously has, he's been at it a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we would do, we would do that, you know, but. You know, and we just like just divide the board in half to teaser and teaser and four acts and just mm-hmm. like throw stuff, you know. And and then what was what was good though? Was oh, what, you guys did four acts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because because what we would do because because we had like some major page count, uh, major page count issues mm. uh, that was that were imposed by the network. Mm-hmm. Um, we could page budget very effectively. We would always talk about what's the page budget for this act. Okay. You know, be like, hey, you, you got to do this in four pages. Wow. You got to do this in six. You got to do this Damn. in three. And then, and, that, and, and then you would look at the, the cards and go, you got to look, you know, because it's all there. And you, mm-hmm. you can kind of figure out, I can do that scene in two and a half pages. I can do that mm. scene in a page. Maybe we don't do this scene. Maybe we save this moment till... So later on in the act, because mm-hmm. I don't want to have that, you know, because some, sometimes we get to some point and go, oh, that fourth act is only three pages, and we need to be five just to, you know, or it's like it's too short at five, you know, mm-hmm. for three. So then you kind of you kind of look at it and kind of like figure out like uh, just to move this, to move the rhythm of the of the show around. So when I, so I, I I mean that was the big thing when the horror thing is that like I was doing it and there was a big moment. In the end of the first act, and I was in my head, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be cool, blah blah blah." blah. But then, I, when I started carting it, I was like, "I don't need to do that big moment there. Mm. I can move to. Th- I, I can take that big moment, that chase scene that I had, mm-hmm. and move it to in the second act because it allowed me to get to this other moment sooner. It just helped me kind of like help me structure the show, the, the movie, the story." A lot quicker, right. you know, and see where I got stuck and why. And I was like, oh, because I needed this here. And it was just, you know, in a horror movie, it's not going to be more like 80, 85 pages. So I'm like, I'm, you know, but you still got to let it breathe, mm-hmm. you know, and you just can't have just, you just can't put the pe- pedal down and uh, the whole time. Because right. you watch horror movies and, 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 and they don't do that. You just think go, they do go, that. Go. Right. You think, I mean, because I, because <clears> like, <throat> you, did you ever see a movie called It Follows? You ever yeah. seen it? Mm-hmm. But like, so I've watched that a couple of times to kind of get the rhythm of that because my thing mm-hmm. is sort of like that in a, because it's about youth that age. And you watch that and it's like, 
there's a there's like big time gaps before when before that creature shows up. Mm, yeah, you know, like you see it the first time. That's mm. like eighteen minutes in, and then all this shit happens, and you're at the she's at her fucking he's at the he's, there's big gaps mm. before the tension really ratchets mm. up. But it's but it's slowly building in a way where by the time you like it's it's like it's like that guy's like he's tightening the wire very like it would be hard to do today that movie i think the movie could come out today and still work eh, i just remember the pacing being really you know like you said it was like a slow slow build well, well here, here's the <clears> thing so the the movie's 140 minutes oh, that's long and which is long for a horror mm-hmm. film yeah. and the script's even longer okay. because I was looking at the script and it's like I, I was like oh like the scene in the, the scene where they like figure out what they're gonna do mm-hmm. in uh, terms of like tracking down the dude who who, get, who, who, who kind of like raped her I don't know if he really raped her because see that's the thing I was thinking about I was like did he rape her or not because I think they left she, it a little ambiguous no because she like is pushing to have sex with him. Mm-hmm. But he has an agenda about like, I'm going to fuck you so I can give the thing to you. Right. So, but it's, it's, it's like, if you look at the page count and then look at where it is in the, in the, in the final runtime, mm-hmm. it's like he, the, the, the script is, is heavier. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like something's happened on page, like 40 minutes in, mm-hmm. it's maybe like 55 pages in, you know? So, and I was like, ah, oh, this, and he's got a lot of language in there that's, it, that's slowing it down, mm-hmm. give, give you, giving you atmosphere. Okay. Whereas you look at something like this movie, His House, have you seen that His House? Mm-hmm. Dope movie on, mm-hmm. on a, this British horror film where this couple from, they don't say where they're from in Africa, but they, they're refugees mm-hmm. and they can get their asylum if they can they they need to stay in this government housing for like a week but that house is well they brought some horror from Africa to the house oh they brought it but but the thing is they don't have papers to leave the house (laughs) they'll get thrown out of the country if they Uh, are out they they gotta stay I mean they can go for a little bit they can go in a little near but they can't Mm. just run away you know they gotta they you know that's some good stakes that's interesting yeah they're like hey so and the and the horror it's really well done that way because Mm -hmm. you're like oh you know what if you saw something like that in your house you just fucking leave (laughs) but it's like well if they leave then they then they get kicked out of the country Mm -hmm. and then the country they were from was like some civil war was going on so it was like oh you don't want to get deported back to that shit is it a black family yeah the black family yeah 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 yeah. the woman did did you see loki yes so the so the black woman in that who Mm -hmm. was the the heavy set woman who's Mm -hmm. more like a uh uh like a a like a cop you know she is the lead in it. Oh, okay. Um, well, she's the female lead, and her husband—I've never—I've seen him before too, and something else. Is, she, they, is she British? He's British. Okay, that's what um, But it's like just basically those two, and uh, Matt Matt Smith from The Crown. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, it's just just basically those three in a movie. Okay. It's really fucking well done. Mm. But it's like, but again, it's the tension. It's like the horror doesn't come up. Until, till really the end of the first act. Hmm. But they kind of put, but they kind of they they ratchet it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, horror movies. You think about it, they're like they hit you with something that's like kind of like keeps you at like keeps you ill at ease early. That thing about a horror if film. If you're smart, yeah. That, that's the thing about a horror film. A horror film has got very. It's not. It's not constant horror. It's that he they if they're good at it, they keep you ill at ease. Right. 
oh, they make you like everyone, and then like, oh, and th- and they start turning the burner up mm-hmm. slowly, slowly, slowly until it's hot mm-hmm. and it's boiling, and then they shut it off, mm-hmm. and then they turn it back on real slow again. It's just yeah, rising, yeah. Fall. But but it's but it's these really like sharp cuts off, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting because most other story forms don't do that the same way. Like an action film, like mm-hmm. kind of stays relentless until it's the middle to the second half of the second act, mm-hmm. and. Um, I mean that's kind of like why they have the jump scares too. Well, that, that's they it. keep you going. Yeah, the, yeah, you know? yeah. The jump scares yeah. are these things that aren't really. A, the jump scares are like, oh, it's a cat, mm. and it's like, well, <laughs> that's not dangerous. <laughs> but it reminds you. But it reminds you that shit can happen. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah see, that's yeah. what I mean by keeping you ill at ease. Like and if you do them enough, do you them think enough, it's just going to be, and then all yeah, of a sudden they get ah, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, yeah. Because there's like a scene in it follows in where it's like they're sitting there talking in the. Um, I don't know, they're just sitting there talking in, in her apartment and they hear like um, this window break. Mm-hmm. They're like, Psh! like, and then you're like, what was that? You're just like they are. And mm-hmm. they're like, go, go in there and check that out. And you're like, okay, go in there and check that. And they don't say anything. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, everything's cool, everything's cool. And she's looking around, looks down, and she looks over and they're like, the creatures in the house. And right. She's like, oh shit. And just, you know, and, and then she runs upstairs and it's like, it's all quiet again. Right. And then someone else is knocking on the door and she's like, I'm not letting you in. She's like, no, no, it's me. And you're like, well, we saw the creature in the house, <laughs> and we know it can take four. So, so you don't know, mm-hmm. right? And they open the door, and then the two families come in, and there's nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the other friend is still out there, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, can you open the door with me?" And then they open the door, and then the creature's behind her, like ducking in. And she's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's, it's right." It's like they they the jump scares. The mm-hmm. jump scares. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why I got off on that. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. What are you just, talking? I don't know. <clears throat> but those are things you could have in your fucking outline, you though. You need to have those in the outline. You know what I mean? I, that's, look, when I do my, I do, this, I do an outline now because, and you, it's interesting because the outline I'm doing now, I'm writing it, like you said, like I'm going to turn it in because it's like, you know, like the big moments are like, I get the single line, black, you know, double bold, so it's like, bah, you right. know, like who's going to read this but me, you know, but it's yeah. letting me know that like, in my own head, like remember, you're gonna have to do something big here, or you, mm-hmm. or you gotta, or not something, but you gotta like, you gotta execute this part of the story in a way that it's gonna be, um, I don't know, because you, 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 you know how like, because you know how you can make a moment big on the page. Oh, yeah. That's where you're trying to, and you can do that on the outline. Say, yeah. remember, make this big on the page. Yeah. So yeah, that's what it is. I always talk about how when you when you're writing an outline, <clears throat> for example, um, I'm always thinking about like that A, especially when you're writing TV, that A B C D story, whatever it is you're trying to do. Like, how do you keep that in? And one of one of the tricks that I used to do was when I'm writing my outlines, for example, I'm always thinking about okay, if my A story is her, for example. I'm making sure that I she's in the teaser. She's in the beginning of Act One and at the end of Act One. Yeah. So that you know my A story is following along with her. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll start right back with her at the beginning of Act Two again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I do that intentionally, right? To remind the reader that I'm aware this is her story. Right. Right. The other thing I'll do is so so when and I'll sometime I'll do it in in an order. So let's just say I start act one again, I'm on, I'm on the A story. I'll cut to the B story, then the C. Then I'll go back to the A and in the act, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I'll do that again. And the only time I twist it is after act two. 
when I get to act, this is in TV, in act three, I'll go back and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to start on C right now right. to let them know some things are shifting here. You know what I mean? And I might end it on, my, on a D story. You know, the, the end of Act 3. But Act 4 and Act 5 and Act 6 start going back to my A story again. Right. So it's like a weird little thing that I just have figured no, out. No, no, you're right because it's like, you know, because like I used to chafe every once in a while when we would do something. And I, I was kind of like, why can't we start Act 3 with, with this part instead? Mm-hmm. And I remember, they, I remember the number two guy used to always say, you just got to you just keep reminding people. And I was like, who needs to be reminded? <laughs> Aren't you watching the show? Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's in my head, right. you know. But like, but like, I'm someone who likes to, you know, I was thinking of, of, of renaming my production company. Hmm. I was going to call it Misdirect, you know, because, because <laughs> a, 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 a friend of mine is a magician. And we always, he always, I always talked to him about, he said these fucking magics when he's at the holiday party. I was like, how the fuck did you do that? And he was like, oh, it's just misdirect. Mm. And I was like, yeah. And that's like, as a writer, that's my favorite thing. Right. I don't like you to be aware of what the, of what the story is mm-hmm. at the beginning. I want you to come in and be like curious. Hey, what could happen? Mm-hmm. Oh, but I, and you think it's gonna go one way? Right. And I go, ah, oh, I'm going here instead mm-hmm. because that to me is what um, I just kind of feel like it's a thing for me that makes something interesting. Where mm-hmm. it's like life is is interesting. You know, like just think about it for this way, right? You know, like when I'm watching, say, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Mm-hmm. I remember first watching that. I'm like, oh, these guys are just going to the jungle. What's, what's all, all this about? Mm-hmm. And they got this map, and then they and, and then they get in there, and there's all that shit going on. There's like all those booby traps. <laughs> I was like, whoa, I didn't know it was gonna be like that. Right. You know, I mean, it's 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 like it's it's taking left turns. Obstacles. Yeah, mm-hmm. taking left turns, you know, in the right way. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like my thing is now, like everybody is so savvy yep. that. I want to play the misdirect card, but the only thing I really like to do is that just because I misdirected you the first three pages or mm-hmm. four pages doesn't mean those pages won't come back to mm-hmm. mean something in the show sure, sure. or the movie. It's yeah. like it's gonna be, but it's gonna, but it's gonna, but but hopefully you forget. I'm trying to like if I if I pull you so hard to the left that you might forget what happened in those first moments, mm-hmm. you know? Because it was interesting is like, I was watching part of Tenet the other night mm-hmm. before I, my brother took me to the airport. And, and I'd seen Tenet before, I saw it on the drive-in. I was watching it again. I saw a clue in the opening scene okay. that I didn't notice when okay, I first I saw was it. Lost. <laughs> that I didn't, like, okay, but do you remember at the end of the movie, he has that, he has that little, uh, an orange thing on his on his backpack. Possibly, there's a not not David Wallace, but the white guy uh, Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson. Okay. And so that you know that's Robert Pattinson because he has this this little thing on it. He tells you, "Hey, this is me. This, um, this is me. When you see yeah. me, I'll be wearing a mask. I'll be, you know." In the opening scene, you see a guy who's got that backpack on. Okay. I was like, oh, that is Robert pa- that's Robert Pattinson in the beginning. And he saves him from getting shot. Mm-hmm. And then you just realize that when the, 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 the movie is going backwards and forwards at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, and Robert Pattinson, like, he knows everything because he's going backwards. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and I was like, oh, he told you the movie's going backwards in that mm-hmm. first scene. Right. You 
either didn't pay attention to the clue or thought it was not a clue when you saw it. You know, and that was, I thought, I think it's it's a little too obtuse in that movie. Yeah. Because too much shit happens for, for you. Way to too be, much. You know, but by the time I watched it again, I was, I was totally confused. By the time I watched it again, I was like, oh, I stopped back. I was like, oh, fuck, you told us everything now in the first scene. Right. Everything. Because mm. there's a scene where there's a bullet coming out in reverse in the first scene, too, right. that you don't know what that is. When he's, when he's picking up a bomb, you just see something happen explode near him. You're like, mm-hmm. what is. And because he, because you, you've, I don't know, but it's like, it's interesting to be to do that because I just think everyone is super savvy and it's like how do you try to get some sk- like some sort of like story surprise out of somebody how you know? how how I was gonna ask you how long were you guys' outlines did they vary or were they usually about ten pages twelve They're about ten pages okay. They're about ten pages so that's the perfect amount for a TV show you know if you're writing a show that's network and all that stuff or whatever it's cable streaming yeah it's the perfect amount because your eyes get, like you said, a lot of executives, and I'm not calling them that they're not creative or anything, but it's a document that has to be very visual and interesting and grab you and all that stuff and tell the story in such a short amount of time. Yeah. So the longer it is, the more it weeds itself out of you enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> you know That's a mean? good point. Right. Yeah, because I, I remember my boss would be like, don't do more than 10. Right. You know, and, 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 and then I remember I did, the first one I did, it was maybe... 13 maybe and mm-hmm. I was like I gotta go in and cut yeah. you know go what is not necessary what yeah. is can be reduced what you know they know this or yeah. can I do this in a line as opposed to a paragraph mm-hmm. you know um, and, and that's why I always tell writers you can write your outline as long you could do your 20-30 page outline if you want to on your own yeah but you have to be teaching yourself now when you get on a show it's gonna be 10 maybe 13 14 pages at the limit yeah you know I've heard of 16 in a couple shows but you know that's probably a problem somewhere (laughs) to me if it needs to be that long you know you gotta be concise 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 Concise, concise. yeah you do because yeah you do you really do because it's all about like I mean sometimes we would you know because like I didn't even know if we would have dialogue we we usually we rarely would write dialogue in it's a good, it's a good, it's a good practice. I yeah. think. I always say this: if you ever read any of my outlines, I hardly have any dialogue in them ever, and it's only like a button. Well, fuck you, man, and they yeah. walk out the door. Yeah, <laughs> you know whatever yeah. it is. You know what I mean? It's like one little thing where it's like a, or I don't want to forget this line, or it, it sets the tone because she told him such and such and such. <laughs> you know, he told her whatever. It's like just a moment or two when I'll have little things in there and I'll just include them like, you know, in every act there might be a line or two here and there, but it's never like, and then she said, and he said, and she said, and he said. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. now you're going into the script. That's mm-hmm. why they that's why they started calling it a script mint. Yeah. Because people started fucking right, around. Right, fucking around. And it went from 10 pages to 74. <laughs> they have an argument. Exactly. They, they, have a, 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 they have a bad argument and, and, it, and it ends with him saying, fuck you, bitch, and walking out. <laughs> Exactly. That's that's kind of it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to set that tone. Um, dope. That was good. That was fine. That was fine. Now, we didn't go into like details of here's how to do it. We don't need to do all that. Y'all should. Everyone knows how to write. You got to do you your know? own thing right now. But um, I'm glad to hear that coming off the show, there's lots of things you've taken, you know. Yeah. I mean, in. I mean, that's, the, you know, I remember talking with a couple of people, you know, tra- tra- looking for the next gig and they mm. were like, okay, so, 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 so tell me what. Like what happened with you on the show? Mm-hmm. You know, what did you? What, I said, well, I, I got to co-write two episodes, mm-hmm. and I got to do this, and blah, blah, blah and you know, and 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 I got the promotion, and I mean, and I, you know, it's like there's a lot to 
Um, but granted, you know, like I got pro really proactive about about wanting to do stuff. Right. Um, but I knew that once I turned the corner in terms of like feeling comfortable around the other writers, which was hard to do for me. Like I don't know how writers who are new to it make it work successfully on a Zoom room. Hmm. because I couldn't really get to like mingle with them and hmm. like show them my personality. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm dreading being on a show with like, the, without like being, room. you know, like, you know, like, like I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm <clears throat> not, uh, uh, it's not, it's not, it's like, you know, I don't want to sit there. Right. And uh, I mean, yeah, I got to sit there in the damn, in the writer's room, but mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I can get up. Cause like we, what we would do is that like, we could walk, you know, if the board is there, mm -hmm. and just sometimes changing my position looking at it would help me kind of figure, like, I'm on the left side the whole time. Mm -hmm. Let me get up and walk on the right, stand up, walk on, on walk on the far side of the table and look at it, mm -hmm. and look at the bigger, I, I don't know, it just help me out thinking about this, the, this show mm -hmm. or the problem we had. And, you know, I don't, I don't know how it would work on this. I, I mean, because I <clears throat> was not, it was not that I was enjoying it, but I didn't, like, get the the camaraderie of working with the other writers when sure. we do the Zoom room. I think it helped when we did Ticker because we all knew each other, you know, so it was a little bit different and we only did it, you know, two hours basically. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't that yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, Oh, <clears throat> totally. Well, plus, yeah. plus we'd already done the movie right. and we did everything. But it was brand new and we shouldn't right. do that. New I people you never met. I don't know how that Horrible. would be. Because right. you don't know, like... All that joking you do and stuff like that, mm -hmm. that really kind of like sets the tone of like how you are in the room, stuff like that, mm -hmm. or those little side comments like this motherfucker, you know, mm -hmm. like you can't do that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I'm not and everybody's to. extra polite mm -hmm. on Zoom, which I bet that shifted once y'all got in a room, <laughs> you know, where, where there might be a lot more overlap, meaning in when people are yeah. talking, minus, of yeah. course, when, yeah. you know, the yeah, show well, is Yeah, I mean, about. look, there was nobody in, in, on my room who was a bad apple right. nobody they were, I, I, everyone was so courteous and everything like that but there was that talking over people every mm -hmm. once in a while or you know just uh, but that's normal that's conversation it's, it's conversation I mean, you know, it's, we it's, do I mean, it on the show yeah, all day I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean like, like I couldn't have asked for a better room experience in the first show mm -hmm. you know in terms of like the people yeah. you know the difficulty of the show was a different thing but again that but that will only help me going forward mm -hmm. but the people were great I mean I actually want to get some of them on the show it's, I just well once you guys yeah. come yeah. Do, do we know when you can't say what the show I, is, I but mean, do you know when? I haven't even seen any ads. For, I, I heard it's supposed to be February, but I don't. I don't know where the ads are yet. So I swear they moved that thing for a year. <laughs> it seems like it's crazy. Um, no, I saw it on one of the streamers, and I went, "Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and, you know, accept yeah. that one." And I took the check mark with it plus yeah. whatever it is, and I was like, "Okay, whenever it starts, and I'll just, just check it out." <laughs> yeah, it'll be. I don't know. I, I mean, you know what? My buddy was on. He was the, like the, like one of the guys who I worked with, who I worked episode the first season on. Um, he was on Blood and Treasure okay. season two, which hasn't aired yet, and he can't say he's he can't say he read on that show mm. publicly. His yeah. deal was like you can't mention it yet. Yeah. And it hasn't come on yet, yeah. and I think they they haven't because they haven't finished filming either because it's like they were shooting all, they were shooting all over East Asia and they haven't been able, they haven't been able to finish because of COVID. So, did you did you guys? Um, was the show still called the show you're on, or did you have to? Was it called something else? We had a different name. Oh, I fucking hate that. 
I'm always so jealous when I see all my friends who are on like Insecure and all those shows and they're all like, you know, with their photos of them, you know, but we couldn't do none of that either because oh. our, our show was called something else. Well, no, 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 no. <clears throat> our scripts were called... The show? The show. All okay. the scripts were, yeah. Mm-hmm. The title pages, everything, yeah. Which okay. is why, you know... Like, oh, yeah, we completely renamed the show. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Ours is... Um, I mean, that's why I'm going to get the two episodes that I co-wrote those title pages like framed or something because mm-hmm. why not mm-hmm. um, there was an internal name that would like here's the thing right mm-hmm. this is the thing that I was trying to tell some friends of mine were like oh I, I, I'm, I can't, can I audition how, do I, how can I audition I was like well if you see this name <laughs> in the breakdowns right. that's the show because they hit it that way okay. you know so not everyone was fucking coming after it mm-hmm. because um, people would go I remember a couple of people come on and go we didn't know it was this right. when we did the audition I was like you know, because sometimes we, I remember I wrote some sides mm-hmm. and um, and they were like, you got to disguise what the show is, but still, you know, everything got to be dis- disguised, character names, everything, mm-hmm. but still gives the dynamics of what the show is going to do. Mm-hmm. So we know if they, they can handle the techno jargon of the show. And uh, for, the, for the people who are listening out there who don't understand when they get on the show, and it's all hush hush of they can't tell the people that they're on the show. They can't they can't promote that they're on the show. Why why is that? Let's tell them. <clears throat> um, I'm not entirely sure why. I know on our show, um, it's a franchise. There's a, a fan base is mm-hmm. so <clears throat> insane that they didn't want us to be um, targeted by people. Mm. You know, like fans, yeah. like yeah. coming after you, like oh, because I a friend of mine was, you know, a good friend of mine works in the business. Mm-hmm. Was telling me I heard this about your show. It's like, who told you that shit? That's a goddamn <laughs> lie. Right. Oh, I saw it online. These guys, I was like, that's a lie. Not true. Yeah. It's not true at all. Yeah. I mean, and it was. He was like, well, here it is in a video and five or six videos, and everyone's been saying it. It's all in these other magazines. I was like, all of us a lie. I don't know who said that or who let that leak. And there was like, mm. oh, sources close to the production say. I was like, I'm going to tell you right now, that's a lie. Mm. He said, what happens? I was like, well, I'm not telling you <laughs> what happens, but that's a lie. Right. <laughs> um, it was just like, and it was like, and there's a big community of all this. Just the misinformation was pretty high. Mm. So I think there's that. Um, again, I think with my show, there was something, something, they shook up the writer's room in season two. So, you know, they did it, um, and then they threw it all out, and then they brought in a new, like, four new writers, right. four or five new writers. So they weren't entirely sure what the credits were going to be, who was going to be able to get credits still right. on um, season two. Mm-hmm. Um, they do now right. because, cause like, you know. You throw it all away. No, 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 no. Because like for instance, like you know, like I'm getting the what you know, like I just got the document about my that guaranteed my credit on the the episode I wrote two hundred nine, and it was tell tell them why that what happened. So you get it when when you write an episode, you you write an episode and you get your money, but not as a but but you don't get paid as your staff writer your episode, Mm -hmm. but you got to fill these documents out to say here is. Here are the tentative credits, or no, here are the final credits for the episode. Right. 
you know, and then you and, and whether then, you wrote it by yourself or whether you shared you, you it, you shared yes. it. Who like <clears throat> like who are all the EPs mm-hmm. everything like that? And there were people getting credit and like co EPs and like that mm-hmm. who 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 I never met, mm-hmm. but who I know are writers because yeah. I know them as writers, but they weren't in the room. And I was like, oh, they were on the previous version, yeah. the previous staff that mm-hmm. got shaked 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 out. Yep. And some people I knew were on that staff. I didn't see their name on an episode. Mm-hmm. So or as like or so. Their deal. I think it's Cohen P and have it. Yeah. So I just was like, oh, okay. And then it just was interesting. So, it, so that's why because there could be credit disputes, all this kind of stuff that they don't. They're not gonna let you know until they finalized it. Right. You know. And then like my thing is I co-wrote it, and and it wasn't a certified team. We had mm-hmm. to sign a collaboration agreement mm-hmm. that say, hey, these two guys agreed to write this together and blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't forced on them by, you know, they're not a paper, you know, whatever it is. And I mean, to me, you know, the guy who I co-wrote with, he was a Zika story editor that mm-hmm. was season two and then co-producer season three. But it's like, you know, he had to split, he split the money with me in the episode. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he got his weekly fee, mm-hmm. but he split the money. But he had to keep that money, you know, the 14K because mm-hmm. of where his, his level. I didn't get the, my money because they don't pay staff you writers get it on the, the residuals. fee, but I get the residual. Right. Thankfully, <clears throat> my show, there is um, commercials on that network, so I will be getting some residuals for oh, that. Oh, that's how it works, yeah. I believe. Oh, cool. Because, because you know, because there, there wasn't like a streamer waiver. Right. You know, like you work on Netflix, they're like, you don't get any of this mm-hmm. shit. So, um, I said, I don't believe, I have to look into that. I actually asked my attorney about that tonight. Mm-hmm. tonight. But, I know that, you know, the network that it's going to be on, they have, there's commercials. So, that's hope. <laughs> no, they just no. They have there's two mm-hmm. tiers. Like you know, so like Peacock, Hulu, um, Paramount Plus, um, and, um, and yeah, I think it's just those three. Mm-hmm. All have there's two tiers. There's the paid tier and there's the uh, the the commercial tier. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you get the commercial tier, which is which I don't like, you know, because like well, it's not uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. There's like five commercials. Oh and, yeah. <clears throat> and they're like three minutes of the same commercial. It's like it's <laughs> fucking awful. Anyway, yeah. uh, so thanks to everyone listening for this episode, this first episode of this of year twenty twenty two. Well, hopefully there'll be some exciting shit to announce shortly. Indeed, with new projects and new jobs and new management. New, <coughs> I mean, yeah. <coughs> You know, yeah, all that all, stuff. All sorts of stuff. <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Exactly. New agencies, possibly. We'll see. Yeah, um, man. There's a lot going on. You, 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 you have to make your jumps. You got to make yeah. your jumps. It has to work for you because... Oh, because there's one last thing. Mm. I remember I read, this, I read this thing and I looked at it in, in 2020. I didn't look at it last year. I made a mistake. But I, there's this guy named uh, Peter Thiel or Peter Thiel. He's a, he's a Silicon Valley investor. And he had this thing that I remember, this mantra. He was like, you have a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. What, do you, you know, what do you think you can do to, to make that happen in six months? You know, and I was like, wow. And he was like, when you, if you think about it that way, then you think about what you do has to have like, what you decide to put your energy in should have like a, a, a times 10 return. Right. Because then that'll accelerate you to uh, your five-year plan faster. So, so all this stuff, like, 
this one guy asked me to write a movie for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really interesting idea. It's a true story. And he bought the IP, and we talked about it over. We had lunch about it in December, mm-hmm. and then he and I talked about it when I would, uh, it was soon when I was out of Costa Rica. But then I said to myself, when I was flying back, I was like, I got to tell him no. It's gonna right. hurt, right. but it's not. It's gonna hurt him. It's gonna hurt me. But it's like it's not. It's not gonna get me to where I want to f- fast enough. I'm gonna spend a lot of time on a project that won't pay me enough. Because he wants he wants me to do it on spec, mm-hmm. and I don't know how well it can get made, right. and it's a movie that wouldn't be a theatrical movie, because I mean it, it could be, mm-hmm. but by 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 most points it'll just be a streamer film, and or be one of these things where it's like streamer and theatrical. <clears throat> so there's very limited upside financially for me on the project. And I don't want to do anything that I'm not directing that I'm not I'm not, not going to write for a movie. It's just it's too much work. Because uh, in a TV show, I don't have to write. I can just see pitch this. It. This all reminds me, and I know we're wrapping up. <clears throat> reminds me back, like when I was a teenager and I was working on this. I was a, a stand-in for um, Ren Brown, Ren T. Brown, <clears throat> and it was like Lorenz Tate and all these other guys. And um, we would always sit and hang out with everybody after. And and Ren turned to me one day. He was like, "Hey, when are you gonna get your SAG card?" I was like 14, 15, whatever, and I was like. I don't know, like, whenever it comes. And he was like, no, 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 no. You got to say, I'm going to get it in a year, and it's going to force you to get it in, like, you know, eight months or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right. So I just started putting that thing in my head, and I just started really hustling. Like, all of a sudden, like, something kicked in. I think I got it in three, right? And so the, the lesson in that was exactly what you were talking about. And I know that. You know what I mean? Just like when I when I got on my last show, we were going through this same conversation, and I was like, I need to start asking people for shit. And the first person I asked, I was on the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and then I went right back to my old shit again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I gotta get back. That's my thing in this year, and I know we talked about it before. I gotta get back to you know, Pamela said something to me the other day that fucking almost made me cry. Mm. I don't know if I told you this. She's like, Hillary, if I was you and I knew all the people you knew, I would be working. I was like, damn. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's some real shit. You and I know people that hire. Yeah. It's a little no, no, ridiculous. No, 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 I mean, look, I mean, that's, I mean, look, I mean, that's what kind of, I mean, like, my thing is, is that there was a chance that I would still be on my show now. Yeah. So I didn't reach out to enough people in the fall because my deal was over. <clears throat> and then I was like, yeah, but it's because he's keep extending. And he's like, and, and they, and he, they put up the calendar. Yeah. And they for, did it before. Yeah, they yeah. did it before, and they yeah. put up the calendars to when the show was going to end. Okay. You know, like, okay, here's the calendars. Like, until February 14th is mm-hmm. when they're done shooting. So I was like, okay, so so I might be on the show until it's end, just over. Right. So I didn't make a lot of calls for people, um, and then it abruptly ended because of budget reasons. And because uh, people who stayed on the show, people who were on overall, so mm-hmm. it was, wasn't costing the show any money. Right. And um, so then I had, like... So I got, I was kind of like six or eight weeks short of my anticipation, you know? Right. And I and thought- it was already after yeah. Thanksgiving, which is a bad yeah. point. Right. a bad point. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't, I mean, I, I reached out to some people say, hey, I know, I'm just let you know I'm off, so mm-hmm. if you hear something at the top of the year, let me know. But a lot of people were like, just hit me up in the top of January. Mm-hmm. So, because, I mean, 
yes, there's a bunch of probably streamer stuff going on right now. Pro, you know, or, actually, I know of one job. Um, there are two actually. Um, but probably most of it is like like everyone's kind of maybe gearing up for network stuff in like right. three months, two three months. So I'm just like, you know what? The new manager he and I would just kind of like strategize what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. I got three products that I can go try to sell. Right. So I want to try to sell now. People has got their, their money. And then it's like, but I still need to be out talking to people. Who who can you do? Who show me a job? Show me a job? Show me right. a job? Or just you know just you know whatever it is. I think there's just a lot of of asking people because um, everybody that I asked for something has been able to either give me an answer or they better give me an answer. Mm. It's either yes, no, or try so and so. And if you don't ask, then you'll never have like 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 getting a no is a good thing mm-hmm. okay so you can help me so i'm not i'm not thinking oh, i need to ask him you need to right. ask him about ask right. him boom he said no boom next person next mm-hmm. person i mean there's all that you know i mean plus also that thing too about the peter still thing he was like successful people say no a lot to a lot of shit mm. because they just like you know you only say shit that that, that is that is the right priority for you. And that's the thing about this business, Chris, that we talk about a lot. <clears throat> you and I both know, having been producers, you're asking us to dedicate ourselves to a year or two of our lives on your project. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a lot of what's happening is they're like, do I want to work with you for that long? I got some other shit it's, going it's, on. I or, mean, I got my own stuff. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not, it's, it's, but it's, I mean, like this guy wants me to do this feature. It's like, I need, I mean, he and I had a great conversation both mm-hmm. times, but I just was like saying to myself, I don't, the upside is limited for me. And I'd rather, and because you can't pay me, mm-hmm. I'd rather, and my thing is, you should be paying me a lot right now mm-hmm. for, for whatever you want. If you want something from me, and I'm going to own the project, which mm-hmm. is my own shit, that I need to be paid. Because otherwise, it, does, it, it makes limited sense for me to yeah. do, to spend the energy. I just create my own. I, mm-hmm. I got shit that I don't have done yet. So that's mine. That mm-hmm. that I that that lets me gives me the chance to direct that, or I'm owning the pieces. He was being interested in a spec that I won't own. Like that doesn't work for me. Speaking yeah. of that, whatever. What's up with that other project you were gonna do with the guy in the car and driving and shit? The driver dude, whatever. I mean, I still want to do it. Okay. I just, I, I just like my energy. Well, I know you didn't have time last year, yeah. but yeah. I, was, I know but, that was something. But you I talked with the guy, <laughs> Arthur. I don't know when I get off the show. I said, "Dude, I'm off the show." Mm-hmm. Actually, I told him on Christmas. I said, "Dude, just wish you just want to wish you a Merry Christmas." I know this year has been. Thanks for being patient with me, but I do want to do that. I did a fine. I, I need to do one more pass on that, mm-hmm. um, and I think it'd be really, really fun to do. Visually, I think it'd be yeah. dope. Yeah, you know. Um, but I want to do that. It's just a lot of stuff I got to do in the next next quarter. I don't have time to work on any of this stuff right now. I, I, I don't want I to. I need to start saying that to myself. I got to start doing that. I just keep taking I mean, shit. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. It's yeah. like, you know, like these guys, like, you know, Peter Thiel, remember this Warren Buffett thing, he was saying successful people know, successful people say no to like to 90% of the things that come at them right. because they're just like, it doesn't fit within my vision of what I want to do. Right. If it does, you'll say yes. If it doesn't, and it, it's not, it, it's, sometimes it's about the money, sometimes it's not, but it's really about how do you want to spend your time? Mm-hmm. And I'd rather spend my time on doing the things that I'm really excited about. And some of the projects that people ask me to do, I'm not that interested in, in doing. Yeah. I mean, like, even right now, there's like a writer's group that, like, I'm in on, and I, and I don't know if I want to go back because 
you know, I don't want to be reading their scripts. It's not. They're not. It's going to slow you down. It's just like it's you know, hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I don't know. It's maybe eight, ten hours to read everyone's script for the for the weekend things. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do that. It's a lot, of, a lot of time. I just, just, just and the and the upside potentials I can get. I just know. So good. All right. Yeah. Well, that's what it sounds like in this year. Like we just got you got to make up your mind. Now I love how you said like. What what is it what is it what does it do for you later? What what's the would you would you say? It's the upside for it. What's the upside for? I like that. I'm gonna start looking at that. That's gonna have to be my new mantra. I need a t shirt on that shit. <laughs> so with that, where are you at, Chris Derek? <clears throat> I'm at unauthorized C B D on Twitter and Instagram. That's what's up. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, fucking Clubhouse, all of that shit. I've been going on a little bit more, like once a week now, just for like an hour or so, just listening in and chiming in here and there. Me and Paul have been in a couple of rooms. It's been kind of fun. Um, I don't know, something about it. I just feel like I'm helping people. And whenever I do that, you know me. I just can't help it. Well, <clears throat> I mean, it's the best. If it, look, it feels really good to help people. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's, I, it really does. Yeah. Um, shit like that you guys can follow the show Screenwriters RR on Twitter any questions screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com please go on iTunes Stitcher Apple Podcasts whatever you guys listen to um, Spotify we're everywhere all around the world you can follow us you can find us and what else Chris what else we got you can support the show at screenwritersrr.com there'll be a link to our Patreon page so and there's multiple tiers to support the show from $2 to I think $25 a month like, like, whatever, like, like whatever you actually you, whatever you feel comfortable with you know, 2000 you know something, yeah, something there like. is a <laughs> tier that will you know that you can support the show or you're, um, or uh, if you go on Anchor maybe I'll set up, I don't know if I set up you can support the show directly somebody supported the show directly and I didn't I didn't find their name but I will give them a shout out the next episode someone if you go on to Anchor uh, or Spotify. If you, if you listen to it on Spotify, there's a way that you can support the show directly, okay. and that is, uh, and that's what, and that's what we appreciate the most. And with that, you can do however much you want: one dollar, five dollars, eight dollars, seven fifty. You know, whatever the fuck you feel <laughs> is helpful for you, for sure. And uh, please go on and get those t-shirts and mugs and stuff we got. And if you guys um, get one, please take a photo of it. You know, tag us in there, and we'll definitely, you know, promote that shit back <clears throat> everywhere. So we want to really start promoting that this year and getting those shirts out there and seeing people. For around. sure, for I sure. I think that'd be important. Um, I think what else? So much shit going on. Um, but yeah, man, it's a good year so far. I'm feeling optimistic. That's always a good place. I was telling Pamela last night. I feel like I'm in an optimistic place. When I'm in that place, it's good. Yeah. You know, I'm not sad. I'm not depressed. I'm not whatever about anything. I'm feeling like something's turning around somewhere. Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I think so too. I, th- I mean, for you, I think so too. I think mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, there's a. Uh, I mean, it might be the agency change. It might be a lot. You know, it might be what we're we talking about about just like you know preparation for everything. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's good. Right. Oh, it's, we're gonna have Beck and Woods back on again. Okay, good. We, we just couldn't schedule it last 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 year, so well, that's great. We'll, we'll be back again. So shout out to them. Anyway, joining me, we got to come up with something new. So just keep your brain on it. <laughs> we'll figure something out. I keep thinking the damn movie's gonna come out one day, and I'm like, well, we're gonna, we're gonna might as well say it again. Well, it is, but we <laughs> but we should have something else so that we're I just agree, like I promoting agree. something live for sure. Um. <laughs> uh, so anyway, y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Chris? Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Peace, y'all. Have a great one. I'ma say what I feel. 
And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, they missed the bowl of kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.